0: Tonight, on Funwood Dirt, you'll hear what it sounds like when a bunch of ragtag friends get together in a seedy apartment and make a podcast. Meanwhile, in the episode, Harry starts a new draft. Weatherby's return, to warn Harry and Jay, Jay and Vicky get serious. You've finally made it, folks. You've made it to the end. This is the last episode. And while that might sound exciting, there is a season two. So I guess I'll see you back then at that point. <laughs> Fun with Dirt, starts now.
1: Dark Charm presents, Fun with Dirt. Starring, Denny Atwell, Justin Gregory, Miguel Pedroza, Robert Hunter, and Mac McCloskey as the gatekeeper. Harry sat aimlessly at his laptop eating a chalupa. He had one line of dialogue on his screen. All work and no play make Harry a dull boy. Jay walked out of the bathroom dressed in a three-piece suit. Harry turned around. The look on his face was that of disappointment and shame.
2: Don't look at me like that, dude.
1: How come you didn't tell me you had a date with Vicky?
2: Because you didn't even give me a chance to. You basically railroaded me to get you Taco Bell.
1: He walked over to the screen and looked at what Harry had written.
2: Besides, you haven't written anything anyway. We have a ton of notes and talked to a bunch of daddies to get an idea of what to do. I don't know about you, but don't you feel a little burnt out?
0: (sighs) You're right, Jay. We've been doing a lot lately. We just got a whole bunch of ideas though.
2: But if you got writer's block, that's not going to help us at all. Maybe you should go out and have some fun in there. I hear Fanny's has 10-cent wings.
1: Maybe you can catch the Orioles against the Red Sox there? Harry's eyes rolled at the mention of the Orioles.
0: Baseball is depressing, and besides, I don't want to have to deal with Barney and Hector's
1: sorry asses. Competition's really ramping up. He finished his tulupa and walked over to the clothes basket. Be
0: honest, I'll just get my laundry done.
2: Didn't you have a run-in with that guy in the luchador mask trying to wrestle anyone who came into the laundry room?
0: (laughs) You mean El Diablo? (laughs) After I put him through the million-dollar dream and called the cops after he hit that old lady, I haven't seen him since.
1: Jay twirled around like he was Ric Flair. So, dude, what do you think? You think Vicky's gonna like it?
0: You look good, bro. You clean up well.
2: How good? Like, James Dean good or Keanu Reeves good?
1: Like an open casket, good. Jay held up a thumb as he heard the sound of a car horn outside.
2: Okay, dude, I'm gonna be out late. Try and have some fucking fun, will you? We're off tomorrow.
1: Jay left Harry's apartment to meet Vicky outside in her red SUV. Harry sneered at her from the window. It's not that Harry didn't like Vicky, but it was more along the lines that they had nothing in common, and that she didn't like their script. Now that they were starting from ground zero, Harry might have to reconsider their one-sided feud. Once the SUV pulled off, Harry grabbed his basket and walked into the complex courtyard toward the laundry room. He kept his eyes open for the man playfully dubbed El Diablo by the tenants and police. As he walked downstairs, he saw that the lights were down lower than normal. He looked to see if the switch was off. There were no changes. Harry shook his head and laughed in disgust. Now I gotta call Mr. Jacobs about this fucking light. People do their laundry at night sometimes, you know. He pulled out his cell phone and dialed the superintendent of the apartment complex. The phone rang as Harry began to load the washer up with his clothes. A man with a thick Boston accent and a voice that stated that the man had probably smoked several packs of cigarettes a day for more than ten years answered on the other line.
2: Ah,
1: Jacobs here. Mr. Jacobs, uh this is Harry Osgood in,
0: in unit three seventeen. I'm in a laundry room in courtyard C and is that the nut with the luchador mask again. I told the police if I ever No, not at the moment, Mr. Jacobs. The lights in the room, it it looks like just a few bulbs are out. I'm trying to do some laundry down here. Why
2: are you doing laundry at eight
0: o'clock at night? Mr. Jacobs, we had this conversation before. I'm a gravedigger, remember? I, I normally as tomorrow morning. Unfortunately,
2: you will have to deal with a dimmed light for
1: this evening. <laughs> Harry realized that he was beating a dead horse. Okay, Mr. Jacobs. The phone on the other end hung up as Harry put his cell phone back in his pocket. He shoveled a few more clothes into the washer and shook his head. Asshole. He added the detergent and started the washing machine up. The lights began to dim and flicker as the machine started doing its thing. Hola, perro. A voice called from the entrance way back outside. It was kind of mousy. Harry sighed as he turned around. You may have beat me last time, but this time I have the upper hand to say. Jesus, El Diablo, do we have to do this again? The smaller man slapped his chest to psych himself up. He was five foot two and could be no heavier than 110 pounds. He wore a plain black leather vest. Something that Stone Cold Steve Austin used to wear, a pair of blue jean shorts, and a mask with a double motif. He was a giant wrestling cliche for such a small guy. We do, Pendejo! You were able
0: to beat me last time we were in the ring! I cannot allow that to happen again. Get your story straight, man. We've never wrestled in the ring. I tried to keep you from hurting some of the elderly people in the complex.
1: And I'm not wrestling you now, asshole! A sinister look came over the face of El Diablo. <laughs> then I will make sure that your life is a living h- hi- <laughs> Harry had had enough and punched him square in the face. He didn't pull his punch and he waylaid him on the concrete steps. For several seconds, El Diablo was motionless and it sort of worried Harry until he got up off the pavement. You have tried my patience for the last time. Get the fuck out of here or I will make certain to make your life a living hell." El Diablo ran out of the laundry room. Vas a
0: ver, Nacho Bel Grande. You'll get yours. He
1: had to laugh at the <laughs> name that he had given him. Nacho Bel Grande was a nacho dish at Taco Bell. Meanwhile, Jay sat at a table waiting for Vicky to come back from the bathroom. This was a teacher's award-winning banquet, and Vicky was up for an award. Jay looked down at his food and sighed. You'd think that whoever set this up would have had better food.
0: What did you say, Sonny? An
1: elderly woman shouted to Jay from the other side of the table. He went into damage control. I asked who made the food.
0: I don't know, but they're not as good as the last guy.
1: Jay smiled as his thoughts were vindicated. Vicky came back from the bathroom.
2: How are you doing? The roast beef tastes like rubber. And I'm not sure if these are even potatoes, Vic. Well, they went with a different company this year. Not many of us are happy about that. Have they made announcements for
0: Teacher of the Year yet?
1: The older lady in front of them chimed in.
0: No, dearie, but I gotta agree with your boyfriend, though. This food is pretty much shit.
1: Vicky sat down with a frown on her face. Jay cocked his head. What's wrong?
0: When
2: I found out that I was nominated for Teacher of the Year, I almost cried. This validation for all the hard work I put into my classes, my kids... Let me guess. You're afraid you're gonna lose. No! I'm afraid I'm going to win. Why? If I got Gravedigger of the Year... Which they don't have. Even still, if I found out that I got that award, I would be pissing my pants. Why do you
1: feel different? Vicky had the visage of a saint.
2: If I win, I am going to be scrutinized even further for my work. It sets up unfair expectations. That the kids love you? That the principal can rely on you when you're needed? I think that's great. That's not what this award is about, Jay. It's about how much of a kiss-ass you can be in the system and what you can do to further an agenda. Jay
1: never heard his girlfriend talk like that before. It almost sounded like she was a conspiracy theorist or something. While it unnerved him a little, he had to admit that it was turning him on. The lights dimmed as an older man stood up to the podium as the whine of feedback from the microphone blared over the ballroom. Welcome to the Sunny Grove
0: Annual Teacher's Ball. I'm Superintendent Yancey Higgins and I am thoroughly excited about this evening.
1: Jay couldn't believe what he was hearing. The guy was so monotone and so boring that there was no way this guy was who he was saying he was. He turned to Vicki and whispered, How could they find a dude that is more boring than Ben Stein? Pray
2: to God that this isn't a long
1: speech. Back at the apartment complex, Harry sat in the dim light on his cell phone. His eyes widened as the floor beneath him started to shake. What the hell? The building is falling apart. The shaking got worse as it became a massive earthquake.
0: Holy shit!
1: Harry ran up the steps and into the courtyard. The sky was as red as blood, and thunder and lightning filled the air. Before him in the courtyard, staring a hole into him for his perceived transgressions, was El Diablo.
0: General Harry, how, how did you get my name?
1: Meanwhile, Jay, back at the ballroom, Jay, Jay began hearing Jay, someone yelling his name. Jay, he turned to see that no one else could hear it and turned toward Vicky. Jay.
2: Jay. 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 Someone calling my name? Is it Mr.
0: Jay. Sandman? Because I am was... getting
1: Vicky passed out as her head smacked on the table. Remarkably enough, everyone started to have their heads smacked on the table as the people in the room drifted into a chaotic slumber. The only person not affected was the man who might have been the cause of it all, the superintendent who was clearly in his own zone with his speech. Jay turned to see the skeletal ghosts of Carl and Janet Weatherby, calling him from behind the corner, heading toward the bar. Jay got out of his chair and ran toward the Weatherby's.
2: Jay, come quick!
1: Trouble! What the hell do you mean he's- Before he could finish his sentence, the earthquake started to rock the building. Earthquakes? in massachusetts carl grabbed jay by the shoulders
2: jay he's coming you need to be with harry
1: he he who
2: el diablo
1: carl started to run toward the bar
2: as much as i would love a beer at this point we need to get you back
1: i rode with vicky i'm too sleepy to drive he turned to see that his girlfriend was still very much passed out and he was on his way of doing so himself Carl turned to his wife. We
2: need to get him out of this room! He's going to fall asleep like the it's rest okay, of us. It's okay, Carl. We'll drive.
1: What
0: the fuck is going on here,
1: Diablo? El Diablo looked the same as normal, but there was a weird confidence about him, something that unnerved Harry.
0: Look getting the ring. What ring? You've gone crazy, look around you! The world is coming to a fucking end! Or is this going to be the most powerful thunderstorm I've ever seen? El
1: Diablo turned around and raised his arm. The earth began to quake further as the ground beneath the courtyard began to crack. From the rubble of the overturned concrete and dirt rose an infernal wrestling ring. Harry's eyes widened in confusion and fear. Oh, <sighs>
0: that ring.
1: As other cars were stuck in place, Janet and Carl commandeered a Range Rover as they hurried from the bank hall back to Harry's apartment.
2: Jeez, I know you're dead, but when was the
1: last time you drove?
2: Oh, I never drove. Carl always used to. <laughs> She's yep, she's winging it pretty good, huh? Another earthquake shook as far as Jay hung on for dear life. I just hope you two remember that I am not dead like you guys are, right? If you crash, we
0: know, we know. But killing you would be a bad thing.
1: Several minutes later, the Range Rover pulled into the parking lot. The skies continued their ominous hue, and all around them were the dead bodies of people who just fell asleep at the wrong time. This is it.
2: This is the apocalypse. That guy at the podium caused all this?
1: No, silly.
0: But it didn't help matters either.
1: Carl was already one step ahead.
0: Jay! Come on! He might already be in the ring!
1: What are you talking about in the ring? Jay shouted as he ran after the bony Carl. When Jay got to the courtyard, he saw Harry outside of this demonic-looking ring. The ring posts looked like they were made from twisted metal and human sinew. It was a horrific sight to behold. The ropes were the consistency of gallows ropes, and the ring curtains were a mockery of the old WWF Judgment Day motif. Harry saw Jay and the Weatherby show up. Janet shouted to Harry.
2: Don't get in the ring with him! It means that you agree to the match, and he will destroy you! in this
1: world! What are you talking about?
2: That's not a human being!
1: Carl pointed toward the being disguised as El Diablo. El Diablo began to laugh. <laughs> Bony, Bony Rich is Bony. right. Bony. I mm-hmm. am not human. El Diablo went from being a small, scrawny guy to a massive beast. His muscles would have put Schwarzenegger to shame as they grew in mass and height. Harry, who wasn't a small guy, was dwarfed in front of him. The fabric of your reality is now in your
0: hands, Harry and Jay. Come in here and wrestle me or I will destroy this world. (laughs) I I can't wrestle you. I'm still injured from the last time I did.
1: Well, I didn't say this was going to be easy.
0: Who are you?"
1: It was the only thing that Jay could say as he was in awe of this being before him. The only thing that remained on his face was the goofy mask that he wore. He flexed an expression and it was unnerving as Carl and Janet both began jittering their bones as he spoke. I didn't
0: lie when I said that I was El (laughs) Diablo. I am the Dark Lord of Hell himself. I. Am. The. Devil.
1: Harry and Jay glanced at one another, and then back to Carl and Janet.
2: W- what do we do? You need to summon someone from the Heavenly Courts to combat him in your place! You can't fight him alone!
1: Anybody? Hmm, let's see. I got it! Jay replied as he closed his eyes really tight. Another earthquake came, but this time a bright white light descended from heaven as Harry saw a staircase.
0: Stairway to heaven, excellent.
1: It was as if there were a PA system in their brain as a familiar song played. Harry, Jay, and the Weatherbees watched as Macho Man Randy Savage himself descended the stairway and walked toward the infernal ring. He was dressed in his traditional all-white garb with a white cowboy hat adorning his head. Harry looked quizzically at Jay. Macho man? I know you
0: love the guy, but we could have picked someone who had actually had military prowess, like William Wallace or Bruce Fucking Lee. I picked the best.
2: Macho is going to beat him.
1: Macho man got to the edge of the ring and pointed his finger at the devil. You better think real worried about what you do next, because your ass is mine. Woo, yeah!
0: You've been listening to the season finale of Fun With Dirt, at Dark Charm Media production. Just starring Emily McInulty as Vicky Sabatino and Janet Weatherby, and Macho Man Randy Savage played by Dan Mack Superintendent Higgins played by Ferd Full. sound effects by zapsplat.com and mhc software copyright 2021 hey this is danny atwell from dark charm media and i want to thank everybody who's been sticking with us from the beginning with fun with dirt you're gonna get a heck of a lot more episodes coming in season two and we are excited as a uh, cast to get everything up and running So we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for all the amazing feedback and love that you've given Harry and Jay. And we'll see you next time.